Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 122. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we have Tony Katz. Yes, here I am. And Offroad Bunt Andy. Sometimes you just got to think about that number, 122. It's crazy. It's, it's getting up there. Yeah. We, uh, we couldn't we'll, do it without the fans. Just can't wait till 1,022. It'll be here before you know it. Wow. Um, and <laughs> if like you want 50 years old. I don't even like to think about where I'll be in life by yeah. then. <laughs> by episode 1,022. Well, we'll probably do like four daily when we get like really big. Yeah. Yeah. So. And uh, it's, true, all, it's all thanks to you listeners out there on Spotify and Instagram, SoundCloud, um, whatever weird things you can stream these deals on these days. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment pods. And... Quick update while we uh, are in the new studio. We will be bringing back Happy Hour Pods. I'm still hoping this month. We need to get into that now that it's uh, past the 4th of July weekend. Yeah, and the, we're into this that place is definitely uh, now suitable for a Happy yeah. Hour guest. We'll discuss that off pod, but I would like to have one uh, or two in here. Probably one. Maybe we try to month. aim for next Thursday or something. Could potentially make that happen. We can yeah. uh, rehire the booker now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whoever that was has been out of work for a long time. Sabbatical. I think it was maternity leave. Uh, But anyway, let's uh, get right into the sports action because there is some good stuff, including uh, what just happened right before we uh, started recording. The Home Run Derby is, of course, what I'm talking about. Yes. Fellas, you guys are a lot more baseball inclined than myself. Let's uh, hear your end of the stick, so So to speak. So the Home Run Derby... Was uh, happened just moments ago from uh, right now. Maybe not when you're listening, but for us recording right now. And uh, the favorite was Pete Alonzo. And he did end up being the winner. But I wouldn't say that was the most exciting thing. I mean, first round, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. goes out and hits 29, which broke the record. And then in the second round, he hits 29 again. And then one of Andy's favorite players, Jock Peterson... Yeah, the Dodgers representative. uh, Goes and hits 29 himself. So they go into a tie, which means uh, they get one minute instead of the four minutes. And they both hit eight. So now they're sitting there with 37 each. And then they do a swing off, a three swing. And that uh, once you go into basically double overtime, it's just three swings. And Guerrero only hit one. And then Peterson only hit one. So then they went to a third overtime. And then Guerrero got him by one. But by that point, you just had to imagine Guerrero Jr. was just too tired. He had hit 69 home runs through two rounds. He did that on purpose, didn't he? Yeah. What? That's what he's going for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guerrero Jr. is a little pervert out there, if you guys didn't know. No, but he hit it. 69 home runs through two rounds. Goes out into the finals, hits 22, which was a record-setting 91 home runs. But Pete Alonso paced himself the whole way. He only needed like 14 in the first round, I think. Second round, he only needed 20. Third round, he only needed, I mean, not only, but he needed only 23, but uh, he never had to use his bonus time at all, which was kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, and it's just like, that's the thing with the home run derbies. It's like, it kind of, it, it just depends, I guess, how you look at it. Cause I mean, I, it, the format's kind of fun how you have like a one verse eight, two verse seven, and so on, and they all battle each other. But then it's also like, it's just kind of unfortunate that Guerrero Jr. goes out and hits 91 home runs compared to Pete Alonso's like, 50 something home runs and he ends up losing 
Yeah, I think uh, part of the new format is the payout. Yeah. I do feel bad that he's is he going to go home with zero or is second place get anything? I don't, I don't know, know but at the end of the day, all these guys are already making so much money that yeah, not, I mean, a lot of these guys are younger players. I know they are, but one day Alonzo and Guerrero Jr. You hope, uh, yeah. Assuming they stay healthy, will be making uh, like twenty, thirty million dollars a year. So I don't feel too bad for them right now. Yeah, I think Guerrero alone is fine. It's not like he, he I think he comes from. Yeah, a little he, bit he of also. Money. Yeah, his dad also not had, enough money to learn how to speak English. Yeah, but I did look it up. He. Does know English? He's just not that comfortable speaking it. Okay. He also knows French. Being yeah, a you would think Canadian that citizen. French is his first language. That's actually true. You forget like his dad actually did play for Montreal. Yeah, he was born in Montreal. So that's lived actually there pretty for crazy. First few years of his life, like I said, his mom's even from there and is you know like a native Montreal. I always forget, man. The Expos are one of those teams. It's like the Seattle SuperSonics for basketball that you just kind of hope that one day maybe they make a comeback. Well, they are. I mean, as the Montreal Rays. Oh, yeah, that's possible. It could I don't know, though. I don't even know what an expo is, but I would like that to be... An exposition? Again. I don't know. But, like, that hat was it's also so piece. weird. Yeah, it was just like a glove, with, but an M, but also... Who knows? Yeah, really, who does know? That was one of the most mysterious... I'll look it up, and I'll report next All week right. on the good. history of the expos. But anyway, I mean... You guys watched the home run derby. What you What do you think of it? Did you enjoy it? Was it, I mean, I thought it was the, the most entertaining part was obviously the Guerrero Junior Peterson second round matchup, like by far. Yeah, I don't know if there's a little tweak there where I mean that that overtime went too long. Oh to yeah, do three of them, and then also the fact that they were like they said like Jock kind got, got, got disadvantaged and that he had to go right after his round. Like, yeah, he only got a tiny break before he had to go do it yeah. again. Um, and then obviously, yeah, they tire themselves out more. Oh yeah. Um, no, I agree. And I, that's why I was actually even saying like the overtime rules to me, there's no reason to have that minute round. Let's just have it be three swings or something. Cause these guys are already pretty yeah. tired. I mean, look how tired Acuna was at when they showed his bonus round. He didn't even basically like really swing at the end. He almost bunted. I I'm thinking, I wonder if, I don't know if they would do something like first round, not seated. And it's just like. Your total Quick, home runs. Quickest or quickest to 15 or something. And that would get you. So, like, because it seems like some people didn't get to 15. Or maybe quickest to 20. Did four guys yeah, get to 20? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, just almost feel like it should just be everyone goes in the first round. It's like how it should be. Everyone goes in the first round. You see who has the most home runs. And then you narrow it down to four. And then everyone yeah, goes again. And you see who has the most home runs. And it's down to two. Like, I mean, I get how they, they it's more exciting for the fans when it's seated like this. And it's like bracket stuff. But at the end of the day, it's not fair for everyone else because, like I said, Guerrero Jr. hit almost about 25 home runs more than Alonzo, yeah. and he loses. And it reminded me of 2008, I believe, when uh, Josh Hamilton, same thing, did that, and Justin Morneau ended up winning. But yeah, hey, it it's like they always lot. say. It's like they always say doesn't with matter. anything. It doesn't matter how you start; it matters how you finish, right, Andy? <laughs> Easy there. Yeah, Tony gets uh, passionate with this stuff. I do get passionate about that. Doesn't matter how you start, Andy; it matters how you yeah. finish. Things are not a marathon. I mean, vice versa. Things are not a sprint. They're a marathon. Some things, things are a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. I don't think uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. would be very good at either. A marathon or a sprint? Yeah. Probably I'm sorry not. to body shame him. So let's say... We actually look a lot alike. If him. all eight of those guys ran in a quick 100-meter race, Andy, who wins? Uh, Acuna, then That's Peterson. That's what I was going to say. Acuna. And Peterson was got a scholarship to go to USC to play receiver. He's got speed. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, then Acuna probably wins that thing by like a second and a half. Yeah. What about Matt Chapman? 
Where does he rank in there? I don't. I don't think any of those are really uh, good sprinters. Yeah. I mean, great, like athlete overall, one of the best uh, defensive. Yeah. Players, but. But uh, one of the funnier things too was that so uh, I was actually watching it at our one of our local hotspots. I wouldn't call it a hotspot. Eh, depends who you're talking to. But uh, anyway, the reason I bring that up is because a guest we've had on here before, Tommy, is from New Jersey, and he's a New York Mets fan. And the whole time while he was bartending, he's yelling at the TV because that pitcher for the Mets was awful. How Alonzo won is impressive. It just shows the power he has because this guy was throwing him outside. He was th- he almost hit Alonzo one pitch in the finals, yeah, which yeah, was hilarious. That, yeah. And then he was throwing a lot of low and outside. And even at one point, Tommy yelled while he's bartending. Is this guy trying to try out for the Mets middle relief? It, it was pretty funny, but kudos to Alonzo. Alonzo has the power. That's what's crazy is you look at all Peterson's home runs. They hugged that right field line. All of Guerrero's went to left, and then Alonzo just sprayed every part of the field. He went to left. He went to center. He went to right center. He went to right. It was It's impressive. Alonzo's got some power. Yeah, although I do have to say there was a, a part <laughs> that I thought was uh... – a. A little stupid where one of the uh, the announcers like, look what they got in New York. You know, who would you rather have, Aaron Judge or Pete Alonzo? It's like, okay, easy there. I know Aaron Judge has had some injury problems, but like. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. <laughs> Aaron if, Judge hit like 330 that if one If Aaron year. Judge was in this home run derby, he would have. Because guys like Aaron Judge, they're just freak athletes. He's young. He's built. Like, he would have been able to have the endurance to last And I think Aaron rounds. Judge is actually younger than Pete Alonzo. He is actually. I was looking that up. Pete Alonso is actually twenty four. Yeah, he's so older he might for... he might be a rookie, but he's an older rookie. Because I mean, you look at Carrero Junior twenty. Alon, I mean, uh, Acuna is what twenty one. So I mean, yeah, it's uh, he's uh. There was also a, a segment um, where one of the announcers just kind of like shit on Orange County for like fifteen okay, minutes. Did what? you see that? I didn't. We actually talking the, about a Matt Chapman. The music wasn't. I mean, the music. The commentary wasn't on when I was at the bar. Oh, yeah. Also, I was driving with Matt Chapman. Was that? Okay, so that, yeah, one of the guys was like, you know, Matt Chapman's from Orange County. And, you know, I always said about Orange County boys, is that they're weak. What? But Chapman impressed me. I was like, what the fuck, man? Who, who said that? I don't know who that was. Because it was either Teixeira or the other guy. Those were like Teixeira did not have a good time living here, I don't think. For that oh, time. that's right. I forget he did play for the Angels for a little bit. That probably was Teixeira then. He probably did have a little shot. Well, the one guy was like, yeah, Orange County's beautiful. He's like, it is beautiful, but, you know, the people there. And I was like, what the It was probably definitely to share going on? I honestly always forget to share a played for the Angels for that little brief stint when he was actually still, like, decent. Yeah. But was, then he signed with the Yankees, like, right away. Yeah, he just had like, a bad few moments. I think Teixeira was on that team, wasn't he, that lost to the Red Sox in the first round or something? Or did they get past the Red Sox? It, it was when they were good. Yeah. They won the division titles. But. Yeah, they were definitely a playoff team that year. I think yeah. they did play the Red Sox that year or something like that. But uh, regardless, I did actually forget Teixeira played for the Angels. But well, He probably hopes people forgot, too. The All-Star game is tomorrow. I mean, uh, I don't know if I'll watch it as much. The Home Run Derby always excites me a little more than the All-Star game. But uh, really quick, National League or American League, who's going to win? I can't make a judgment. I, of course, I'm going to root for the National League. Yeah. Um, the worry is that just so many guys are out. It's like I can't. I can't yeah. keep count of like who. I know Scherzer's left. not pitching. Yeah, Scherzer's out, and then like I know Rendon. They said like Rendon doesn't even like baseball. He had like a quote like, "He's like I would never watch baseball on TV. It's so boring." Anthony Rendon. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Some people are just weird. Yeah, like okay, but um, yeah, just a lot. <laughs> He's of, just is he? He made it though, right? 
Yeah, but then he uh, decided not to play. Like you said, like, I have a couple, you know, nagging injuries. And I, mean, I understand, like, this matters so little. And it's yeah. more about, like, going there Everybody's and different. I mean, there's so many different personalities in sports leagues that, you know, some people like certain things, some people don't. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I would actually also have to lean National League uh, to win that game. I just think they have the better pitching and hitting. I think the hitting's the more so. That lineup for the National League impresses me a lot more than the American League. I mean, obviously, the American League probably has. Well, is Yelich still going to play? He did he, say he's going to play. He, he bowed out of want, the home run derby. He just didn't want to do the home run derby, I think, because of his back. And I bet that was, like, more of a team decision. But he did say he's going to play the All-Star game. Because that All-Star game, it's two at-bats tops for the starters, right? For the most of the starters, I should say. So, he'll yeah, play. Yeah, that's um, not a lot of risk there. But uh, that would be an ultimate irony if he got hurt. I don't know if anyone has ever actually gotten hurt. Uh, yeah, the guy, the catcher that Pete Rose destroyed got hurt. That was in the All-Star game? Yeah, it was. That was the big thing with like the catchers at the plate was Pete Rose in an All-Star game ran into that catcher and broke his leg. <laughs> okay, well, he had some problems. He did have some problems. And Pete Rose, in my opinion, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Most hits all time. Yeah, he had a gambling yeah. problem, but don't we all? I want him back doing the Fox post game. He was like drunk or something doing it. He, uh, he's, he's the most, guy. one of the more ironic things was I actually saw Pete Rose in a Las Vegas sports book like six years ago or so. And it was actually pretty funny because that's the reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame was because he had, was betting on sports while he was a manager. And then there's also those rumors out there was, was he betting on his own team? I don't think those have ever been confirmed or anything like that, but I believe it was confirmed that he was betting on sports while, or betting on baseball while he was managing, but. You know, yeah. Well, which is basically have insider that trading. What boxing doesn't have that rule? Elaborate. Like Floyd Mayweather would bet him on on himself all the time. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather is actually a big gambler. And you know, uh, I hear he's undefeated, so it must have worked out for yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, Andy. Well, anyway, I think uh, it's time to shift to push uh, on to uh, the wildly excited sport that's not even being well. It's being played, but it's not uh, really being watched so much oh i watched I'm, a bit andy um i barely watch it but yeah i, I, I don't know what i'm trying to say let's talk basketball <laughs> the national it. basketball association summer league Woo. in las vegas is happening right now and uh that's where you know everyone everyone's out there it's uh there's still deals to be made but most of the deals were already done by the time this league started but one there was one big one that needed to be done this is uh you're of course talking about Hmm, who could it be, Andy? Who are you talking about? Kawhi, yeah. perhaps? Yep. The finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard. Everyone's wondering, why is he taking so long to make a decision? So, not only did it take so long to make a decision, he decides to, that decision decides to get let out on a Friday night at about 11 o'clock. Yeah, we'd already, the, the Vegas basketball game had already been canceled. There was, a, an yeah, there was an earthquake. That's probably on our later podcast, I would imagine. Yeah, we'll get into that on Zion the, uh, Williamson. But what's crazy is the by game, the time but... by the time Kawhi Leonard had made that decision, all the good boys and girls had gone to bed. Yeah, yeah. I was I was up, after dark. Five. <laughs> yeah, I was about twenty minutes away from a movie being uh, done. And, and man, I, who would have thought? Then you ended up. Mad. I have uh, my text messages hooked <laughs> up to my computer. A little thing popped up, and it just said like "fuck you, Andy," and I was like, "What is this?" Was that me? Yes, and that's all I it could see. That was, that was the first sentence. <laughs> okay, first off, Friday night was a hell of a night for me. Friday, actually, not even night. It started at like 2 or 3 for me. I just 
you know, I love Fourth of July, and I just took it all the way to July fifth. Yeah, which arguably is maybe a better day than July fourth. It was for me this year. Yeah, you got it on the water. I heard, and you know, I did get on the water, and I, uh, I was a different man that day. Some say you should have never returned, but yeah, I should still be out there. But you did, and you lived to see eleven thirty at night, which is, I believe, when the uh, yep. the news broke. Yeah, well, yeah, I, it got broken to me by I was, our inside reporter. Tony, I was first reading a text message from a couple of buddies of mine that are all Lakers fans. One of them, actually, Carter, rest in peace. Yeah. And then, uh, former member member of the pod. Yeah, and uh, when they were saying it, it was one of those things where Friday night, eleven thirty. That's late. I mean, there's uh, some people are under the influence, including myself at that time. And I think that Lakers guy was uh, Dave <laughs> McMenamin. <laughs> was, I don't even know who that is. He was uh, he's like ESPN guy, but like covers the Lakers mostly. If you if you should go watch his uh his <laughs> interview on Saturday morning, he didn't he looked out of it. Yeah, and they it, was, it just was so late for uh, like just such big breaking news to hit like that. And it was like here's the thing: is Kawhi Leonard goes, it's like okay, signs of the Clippers. They were the second favorite to get him behind Toronto. But then what was really crazy was then Paul George goes and joins them, and no one saw that coming. I don't care who you are, no one saw that coming. Yeah. So. uh Complete plot twist. When I saw that, I I actually got a little worried, and I'm like, "What was it for? Yeah, was my was my sweet Canadian boy involved? Whoa, and was he? And he was. Yes. And I was mixed feelings. Um, I've had some uh, strong feelings. My sweet Canadian boy. <laughs> I had some strong feelings, uh, negative ones about Paul George. I tried to go find them. I'm sure there's somewhere on a podcast where. Uh, yeah, I think we have talked about I Paul George pretty roughly. Yeah. <laughs> there I mean, was definitely a podcast, now that you say that, where you definitely I, I tore didn't love his, his game heading when he first headed over to Oklahoma City, and that first year wasn't that great, but I mean, he won me over last, last year. Yeah, last, last year, year, year was an impressive year by him. He should have been Defensive Player of the Year. He had a case at MVP for a while. I'll, uh, I'll tell you, like, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Patrick Beverly, uh, Montrezl Harrell, that's a, that's a nasty defense. People are always, you know, you think of the all-stars on the team, you know, you've got... Kawhi Leonard, you've got Paul George, you've got Montrez Harrell, you've got Lou Williams coming off the bench, you've got Landry Shamit that doesn't miss from three, but it's like that defense is going to be what really helps things out. Yeah, Zubach just being a big dummy down there, yeah. Yeah. taking up space. You speak English, <laughs> dumb <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> but I, I want to go over the timeline here to see how this all – Remember how, figure, let's figure out how it all happened. Because it's it is interesting story. Maybe there'll be like a uh, documentary about it someday. Thirty for thirty. You perhaps. should make it. Um, Tony Stake make it. But you know this this time maybe two months ago, three months ago, everyone thought Kawhi was going to the Clippers already. Mm-hmm. Lakers were not considered you know a yeah. possibility, even though they did have potential cap room. They made some deals. Um, they weren't really part of it, and the Clippers were the team that was setting all people from the organization to watch every game. And they were set up, and it just seemed like this was going to happen. He didn't want to stay in Toronto another year, despite what happened in the playoffs. Then uh, I think the first thing that happened, Kevin Durant gets hurt, and everything's in flux. We don't know. He's not going to play the next year. It's probably an Achilles, and that results in the Raptors (laughs) winning. And we said that makes him more likely to leave. But I don't know. Do you think at that point something shifted because – Season ends, Kawhi Leonard is finals MVP. And I think the story comes out like he might he might come back. He might sign a small deal, come back to Toronto, and then try to figure something out. 
And then if you remember the free agency when it first started, there was like a report. Clippers are trying to get a second star for Kawhi. That's what they're trying to do. Kawhi, Kawhi and KD. And people were like, you know, Woj, you're crazy. The Lakers fans really hated, uh, you know, ESPN's own Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah, so and I and as Laker fans, I we, it goes both ways. We also feel like he hates us. Yeah, no, I think it's there's a clear history there. But he wouldn't just make shit up. He is. ESPN's yeah, no, he guy. is their big insider. He's basically Buster, not Buster only. Wow, Adam Schefter. I don't know where Buster only came. I, I love. We could say Buster, Buster only for baseball though. Actually, so he is basically like the Buster only of baseball and the. Adam Schefter of football. I mean, he's the top inside guy. I mean, those are those guys that for those sports you really listen to and you're like, okay, if they said it, it's probably real. Yeah. So, yeah, first it was, you know, they're going to try to team up with Kevin Durant. And then, you know, before even Frazier actually started, we knew Durant was headed to Brooklyn. And it's yeah. like, okay, then it became they're going to get Jimmy Butler. They're going to figure something out, sign and trade, whatever. They're going to have to trade Daniel Gallinari, free up cap space. And then, what, an hour later, Jimmy Butler's head to Miami. And it's like, okay, well, what's going to happen here? There's no there's no avenue for this second star for Kawhi. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, why do you need that? Like, they have such a deep – Clippers had a deep team. Just go sign. Play with a lot of different guys, a lot of different types of talent. Or you can go back to uh, Toronto and you have a similar type team. You just a bunch of different types of players. But it just seemed like everyone's saying that the Lakers are going to get them. The Lakers are going to get him. They freed up just enough room. Why wouldn't you want to play with two of the top six players in the NBA? Yeah. And it just seemed like, oh, my God, what's this is going to be a nightmare for everyone else but you guys as Lakers fans. And then it just – it was a it was a hard period in my life because most of the internet was just like, you stupid Clippers, you'll never be – You'll why did you ever think you would get this? And and just a lot of, a lot of taunting. And it was hard, but, I you know, I always – I always held out hope that it could happen. I feel like Andy's like sitting in a chair with a therapist right now. Kind of. You are <laughs> yeah. just listening. It's it's nice. Thank you for um, indulging. We did a poll on uh, or a tweet uh, on Twitter poll. Twitter. Yeah, thing. you got like six percent, right? Six uh, percent Clippers, forty five percent Lakers, and forty nine percent said staying at the Raptors, and that was uh, a few hundred votes, something like that. We'll see. I mean, there it is. No one, no, no one, one believed. Either. But we all wanted to know what. Why is he taking so long? Is he trying to? He's trying to fuck over the Lakers by making them wait. And all along we didn't know what his plan was. Um, seems pretty pretty clear. He uh, told the Clippers, "I would like to sign with you, but I would like you to try to get Paul George." And then he, uh, of course, reached out to Paul George. Says, "I'd like you to come with me." Paul George grew up a Clippers fan. Said. I might like to do that. I think he uh, saw that not not a bright future for the Thunder team, like solid team, decent team, playoff team, not a championship contender. And it's like, why not? So they had a actual an interview they posted of uh, Paul George from September or something of la- of this past September before the season started, and it was him talking and it talked about Kawhi Leonard and he said like actually Kawhi Leonard and I are very good friends. And uh, he was telling about the advice because about how he went to Toronto. He said, hey, just go out there, give that team your best, you know, yada, yada. And then he talked. And then after that, he said, we both wanted to come to L.A. where we're both from and play. And he said, but I'm and then he said, I'm happy with my situation, though. I'm happy I'm still here. 
And then he said he just told Kawhi to give it his best, but that was almost one of those things where it's like, hey, they're both really good friends. They both wanted to play here in L.A. It's honestly, it's all that foreshadowing stuff that it's honestly probably not that. It's those little subtle hints that people, you know, kind of maybe forget like, oh, wait a minute. Leonard and George are friends. They want to be here. Who's to say, Leonard? You know, these guys all have personal lives too, right? I mean, it's like, yeah, they are all on TV. They're this and that, but they're not on TV all the time. These guys are all buddies. They all have each other's numbers. Who's to say, you know, Leonard doesn't call up George and says, hey, man, I'm considering the Clippers. Come join me. Let's make it work. Paul George gets on the phone with his agent. He's like, hey, get me out of Oklahoma, baby. Take me back to the city. If I go there, Kawhi's coming. Trust me. A couple phone calls, a couple this and that. Next thing you know, they're both Clippers. Yeah, and, and that's how the world works, Andy. And they were business. Um, they're they're far more similar than we ever really thought. Yeah, they're both. They really they're, are. They're not actually. from L.A. They're from Southern California. They're from yeah, kind of places you don't want to live in Southern California. But here's the yeah. thing, though: it's like when people that are outsiders, not like us, when they hear someone's from Southern California, it's automatically L.A. It's yeah, like it could be no like place. it could be like San Diego, and they're like, "Oh, you're from yeah, L.A." I mean, it's still it's still L.A. is the central thing. Yeah. Those cities wouldn't exist if L.A. didn't exist. Yeah, but they are they are pretty far out. Just outskirts. like uh, the ducks and sharks wouldn't exist if Wayne Gretzky didn't exist. I, I guess. But uh, it was pretty funny seeing some Lakers fans uh, disavowing the entire city of Palmdale, saying like, <laughs> "Well, we don't like. We wouldn't even We're like. We're never going to visit. <laughs> like Palmdale is actually still technically in L.A. County, whereas Riverside, where Kawhi is from, is its own county." Also, um, all those people, 98% of them only know of Palmdale because of Afro Man. Yeah. Okay. That's I've why I, that's why I know Palmdale. I mean, I've driven through it too. Isn't it like Sucks. not too far from like Magic Mountain area-ish? It's around that area, but it's, yeah. it's over the mountains into the desert. Yeah. The it is, yeah, so no, it is I've, I've been on that ride nice. back from places. It's yeah. always like 118 degrees there and just uh, not for me. Yeah. No, it's probably but not then they anybody. also both played at uh, small California schools. Fresno, Fresno State, State and San Diego, San Diego State. State. So supporting the Cal State system, yeah. Like in a, we're both we all went there, us three together. I don't think they graduated, but uh, yeah, you well, know, maybe one day they uh, they made the right decision leaving for the NBA. But uh, neither one were a top five pick, um, and they're both tall, good defenders. <laughs> they're 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 yeah. maybe the same it's guy. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good little duo. But with that said, meant the Lakers had to do some things, and they did. And now this is Sean Nye's turn. Yes, it we is. We are the Laker guys here, so we will so it talk all about that. Two so, months ago, yeah. <laughs> but the moment after Kawhi went to the uh, that happened when Kawhi and George went to the Clippers, I personally think Lakers panicked a little and over oversigned uh, uh, Danny Green. They signed Danny Green. I was thinking that when I was looking at this two years, thirty million, which I felt like it was one of those things where they were like, okay, we have so much money that we're just gonna. We're just going to spend it. And they were like, we need something. Like, they panicked. It was like, oh, my yeah. God, Kawhi Leonard's gone. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, you panic a little bit. You still have LeBron and Anthony Davis. It's not the end of the world. But they panicked. They made sure they got Danny Green. They, as the Godfather would say, they gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. That was good. I don't know All if right. it was good. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Yeah, what is that guy's name? Marco. Was, Mar- Marco. What's his name? Godfather. The guy that played him. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. I was Marco Brando. Yeah, Marco Polo Brando. <laughs> anyway, they gave Danny Green just, uh, he really couldn't refuse it. Two years, 30 million in LA. Fuck it. Yeah, Ridiculous. I'll play with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And then the next day there. comes around. It's like, yeah, Quinn Cook comes on board, which I actually like a lot. I do too. And Quinn Cook, Cook actually posted a heartfelt message today. I guess his dad, who passed away not too long ago, was a big Lakers fan. So he's pretty pretty cool that he actually is getting to play there he said he like 
did a little thing about it. And then they go and they get DeMarcus Cousins, which I'm okay with. I think Cousins has potential to have a good year. I know. I, I'm coming around. Yeah, Dobby's going to have no choice. Yeah, I understand he has resting bitch face. That's what yeah. really was. His attitude, granted, he was injured 90% oh, of we'll the see season. Some, we'll see some technicals but, this year, yeah. Dobby. Don't you worry. But what I also like is that he's played with Davis before, so they yeah, kind of know I each like other's that. game. They already have synergy. And uh, did you mention how they're bringing all the boys back? Yeah, except for two boys, but yeah. And then they also yeah. Then they re-signed a bunch of players from last year, a handful of players, I should say. They uh, Caldwell Pope, Rajon Rondo, Javel McGee, and then honestly, future MVP Alex Caruso. Yeah, <laughs> they got Alex Caruso back, which I like. And dude, hustle gets you places, man. Yeah. And they obviously still have Kuzma with them, and then uh, Stevenson. Nope. No, Stevenson. That's that's the boy he's missing. I feel bad. Oh, yeah. he's still on this list. Anything on there is uh I don't know, maybe it's some late breaking news we don't know about. I don't I didn't think he was on there. He's right here at I don't the trust last it. one. I don't trust yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know how accurate this is. It probably but. still has rights because he hasn't signed with anyone. Yeah, I think that's more so what it is, is that he still is technically belongs to that team because no one else has taken him, but regardless, I mean it's a good little team. It's got a Dudley. couple superstars. It's got some guys that can shoot threes. Daniels can shoot a couple threes. Kuzma's going to up his game. I'm yeah, you're going to have to talk yourself into some of these guys. Although, I think that they should leave some room open for you know some some of the summer league guys or some training camp guys who might surprise you. Yeah, you never know. Um, and not just go out and go get some, like, uh, you know, dead, dead weight trash Jared players. Dudley. <laughs> like, yeah, Jared Dudley. Whose knees, uh, I guess, only they don't work in LA, according to what he said when he played for the Clippers. And then uh, another guy, I don't even <laughs> he said he that. Has, I don't even know if he has knees anymore. Uh, Avery Bradley. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they signed Avery Bradley. So, today. Um, no, they yeah, are Scott. They just are getting, like the two worst players in Clippers history that I can remember. Like, good luck. Good luck. Oh with wow, that. Andy. Well, those guys won't be pl- having to play too much. Jared Dudley, I can't imagine plays more than like. Yeah. I said Jared Dudley's there to tonight. He's gonna pretend he's LeBron, like to the kids or something. And like, like I'm a veteran, and then they're gonna be like, Has Jared Dudley ever won a ring? Is that even relevant? Yeah, because I think he's just gonna sit on the bench to try to win a ring. I don't. I highly doubt it. He reminds me of reminds me of semi pro. Yeah. You you yeah. Well, what does every says riding the bench? (laughs) Yeah, you got that ring riding the bench. But we'll see. It's gonna be honestly. It's. As long as everyone stays healthy on both sides, yeah. I it's going to be exciting this and year. Let me ask I'm, you this: uh, you, you must have saw this today. LeBron's going to run point. Yes, LeBron That's James. So irrelevant in today's yeah, NBA LeBron, positions yeah. don't matter. It really doesn't because it's like Dray- Draymond Green basically ran point guard every moment for the Warriors. Well, that's how, that was uh, Magic Johnson ran point. They called that his Hall of Fame year, right? What? I think he's always been in the Hall of Fame. Well, that's, every year. <laughs> oh, Andy, here a year. I don't know. No, yeah, Magic Johnson. Was. I mean, he's always he's been, been goddamn passing, and he's like always that. been ball dominant everywhere he's been. He's going to be that guy, and that's why it doesn't really doesn't really matter. They're going to have small guys and big guys, and that's just kind of how the NBA works now. You need someone who's going to have the ball in his hands, and you need people to play off the ball. Just going to see him doing a lot more uh, penetrating dish. I love that shit. I mean, I still think he's going to take some plays off. He's going to stand around the perimeter sometimes. Um, maybe he's get gonna, Marcus in the post. Is he going to start to jump when he shoots now, or is that gone? Or who? LeBron. He has zero 
in his legs when he's shooting. It's so it looks like he has zero effort in it, but he can shoot that. He's so strong, he can shoot the ball from the other side of the court. Yeah, I do wonder what they're gonna do with um, LeBron's load management, as they they call it now. Is he gonna you know sit out some games? Will he allow himself to sit out some games? You know, outside of like last year where he was hurt, and then they didn't want to like bring him back or anything. Um, yeah. And the Clippers did the same thing. Kawhi only played 60-something games last year. Are they going to do that again with this big investment they just made in him? Um, how, does DeMarcus Cousins have anything, any athleticism left? So Cousins actually, I saw something that how last year that even when he played in the season, he averaged 16 points and whatnot. So it's like he's still, DeMarcus Cousins, I, I think that's going to be the biggest thing because I still believe there is the real DeMarcus Cousins left in there. And maybe that's me being a little more optimistic, and Andy's going to be pessimistic about it. He definitely had moments but of explosiveness. He, yeah, he had his moments, and now he's a full year off of that injury. So I'm just going to stay positive and optimistic that he does do well. And, yeah, there's a good chance that he doesn't. But I'll tell you right now, if, if we get even a hint of the DeMarcus Cousins that we could we saw two, three years ago, four years ago, like that's could make this team uh, – that could make the Lakers pretty scary. Yeah, and he's getting paid less than Avery Bradley. Yeah, so. well, yeah. I mean, one year, it's three free. and a half million. It's almost like Demarcus Cousins doesn't understand money. Like he's got to like step up his what he's worth. And I think honestly, it comes to the point where I think Demarcus Cousins doesn't. He just doesn't want to lose. I I don't think he's willing to go to a team that's not good and sign four years, a hundred million or something like that. He's almost like I'd rather be on a team that I think has a chance to win it and make four million dollars. I don't think that's on the table. I think. Teams that would have that space view him as such a cancer. They yeah. wouldn't want him. Like, and see, and that's the other thing is it's not just about the skill. It is about do we want this guy on our team in our locker room? Because he's the guy where we could be down by f- two points with, you know, 45 seconds left. And he goes and gets an offensive foul and then a technical foul right after. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, yeah. cool. You got a woosa, that kind of stuff. Yes. But, uh, it I'm is going to be exciting in the uh, immediate future, but both LA teams have some uh, questions for when it gets into 2022 and beyond. Oh, I would uh, say more so your team. A lot of, a lot of picks. I would say I actually had that conversation today with someone. I said, they talked about the the first round picks and stuff. And I said, Clippers are in a window right now where they just want to bring that championship and they need to do it in the next five years or else it's going to go back to how, Things were when guys like Lorenzen Wright and Darius Miles were there. Teams always go through cycles, but I feel like they're competent enough that it's never going to be like that again. Yeah, no, Um, absolutely not. That yeah, it's rare that it's. I don't think any teams will ever be that bad again. Even like five years from now, and it's like okay, Paul George is no longer even playing, and Kawhi is an older player, and but hey. People get stolen could, in the second rounds and stuff too. You never know. Yeah, well, I'm saying they could be a, they could still be a playoff team, and it's not so devastating. Like people are comparing this to what the Nets did when they traded for Paul Pierce and KG, who were I think like 34 at the time. Yeah, and, and they, they traded, won that ring. No, the Nets when the Nets traded for oh, them after they oh, had already oh, won the oh, ring oh, in wow, Boston. Yeah, Nets. Wow. And and it netted Boston Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Yeah. And what would have been called hey, like Sexton, they, like they say, right? Buy low, like, sell high devastating for the nets except the nets are already back on uh whatever they're better than they've ever been before it seems like yeah but um just how that's that was the worst case scenario for the nets and that they they got players who were going to be worthless in a few years 
and all those picks were going to actually start coming after those guys were already gone. Um, so I don't think it's going to work out as as bad. But um, from the other side of it, that's great for Oklahoma City to get. They got so much. They really got so they got five first rounders, say four unprotect unprotected. Um, a couple of them could be in the late twenties, but a couple of them could be lottery picks. But the real prize is uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, my my Canadian. Who uh, I'm glad you brought up Oklahoma City because. Russell Westbrook is probably not going to be playing there at the start of the season. Yeah, so uh, Gilgeous Alexander happens to be a point guard, just like Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So they kind of got a problem now. Well, well, and then Russell Westbrook, they I think they said something to him, and he, him and his agent, or he decided, okay, he is open for a trade. And it looks like right as of what I last saw, the hot contender for him is uh, uh, the Miami Heat. Yeah. Which would be interesting because he would team up with Jimmy Butler – and it would make the East even a little bit more exciting because, like I said, we're not going to see Durant and Irving probably this year. It's just going to be Irving, though, which still helps out the team. We still have the Bucks bringing back basically their team. The Sixers added Hortford and were able to re-sign Harris. And then uh, the uh, Celtics don't look too bad or whatever. And it's going to be it, – it, it'll make the East a little exciting if Jimmy Butler and Westbrook can team up. That's two, um, you know. Yes, that's what I was also going to say. It's two personalities that I don't think are going to clash well. It's not though. just that, but it's two guys where it's like kind of like uh, I, I respect their talent. I don't want any part of them. Yeah, I don't like think where they, Demarcus Cousins was two years ago for me. Yeah, I think those guys. I think are the at. problem with Butler and Westbrook is they're not team guys. They're them. They're I guys. Yeah, I mean, everyone said Jimmy Butler didn't go to Miami to win. He went there to party. Oh yeah, no. So he's going to make money. Domino party. So it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know what the trade is for Miami because there's two problems with that. Miami has two of their next four first round picks traded already to try to like make these little transactions clear room. Um, so they're not going to be able to trade because you, you can't trade consecutive picks. So that means they can't trade 20 or 22 either because they've already have 21, 23. So I don't know what kind of value they can, what they can give Oklahoma city. Does Oklahoma city just want to get out of, Westbrook's contract. Uh-huh. The other part of that is, uh, do you know who happens to own those two Miami picks that they traded away? Uh-huh. Used to be the Los Angeles Clippers, who then moved them to Oklahoma City. So if Oklahoma City trades Westbrook to Miami for like n- no players and Miami gets better, it hurts the Thunder because those picks will be worse now. Uh-huh. So I'm not sure they're going to want to do that. So even if that's oh, what damn. Westbrook wants, good point. they have, they have a reason not to do it. They want, blew my mind. They want, <laughs> right. yeah, they want Miami to be as bad as possible because they'll get their, their picks. So why try to help build the team for them? Yeah, and like you just said, I don't think who could even Miami offer them other than picks. What I've been hearing is yeah, it's James Johnson, Justice Winslow. I was going to say, yeah, Win- Winslow, in my opinion, would have to be yeah, one of the guys. Maybe Bam Adebayo, I, well, I can't say that. Yeah. Would be like the actual like young talent they'd be getting and it's like, you know, what yeah, is that going to be? A good, yeah, like, no, I agree. you know, number four or something. Oh. Yeah. James Johnson can kick someone's ass. That's what he's always going to be known for. Yeah. Well. But not really a star basketball player. Um, but yeah. it also, it's the end. It, it's the end for Oklahoma City if this does happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think I said that they've been in Oklahoma City 11 years now, and they've been either, like, just outside the playoffs or in the playoffs every single year, like, like the, the Thunder fans have not seen like a truly terrible team trying to rebuild. They've, I I want to say that first year that was pretty bad. 
I think, but I think that was when they had they already had Westbrook and Durant. Yeah, and no, they knew they definitely had this a team's team. Gonna like, be yeah, good. there was hope. Yeah, but yeah, no, they. Uh, it's pretty crazy. It's been, it's been a really good run, even though I mean, nothing, no titles, one Western Conference title. Um, yeah, they did get to the finals once. But I do, I believe in that GM. He he got quite a haul, and uh, they tra- just traded um, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, to the Thunders. I mean, not to the Thunder, but to the Hawks. So they're. I think they. Uh, they're. They're all in for a rebuild, which would mean someone like Steven Adams is going to be available. I think he's got a really hard contract to move, but it's an easier contract to move midseason for a desperate team. That guy's a fun guy. He's seven foot two, and he's not from here. From yeah, the island nation of New Zealand. Yeah, that's what I was going to also say. It's like I mean, if if Westbrook goes, don't you have to assume he's got to go at some point? They they tried to move him already. They just said nope. They didn't find any takers, so. Surprise me. I think he's got a definitely. I think the problem is he's still got like three years left on that deal. Mm. And nobody really wants to invest in kind of like a, you know, a, a guy who can't shoot. Just a big center yeah, but type. But he's pretty for, dominant for a big. I he's always he's definitely productive. It's just at that. Yeah, you have to be able to shoot a three now. We say he's he's getting paid the same as like Horford, where it's like Horford is the veteran and also can shoot threes. That's just like that's the, where the position is now. Yeah. That's very true. That players, players with that kind of that Stephen Adams skill set are getting more like ten million a year. Which like Cantor is only getting five million a year from Boston, and I'd say they're you know, former teammates. They're pretty similar. I mean, I'd definitely take Adams. I think he's just a better oh yeah defender. But it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening wherever Westbrook ends up going. And it's gonna be a hell of an NBA season this year, though, because for the last five years, I feel like we've all been like, "Oh well, what does it matter? Golden State's gonna be in yeah, the finals exactly. and probably win it." And this is gonna be the first year where, truthfully, we're like, "Who is gonna win it? Could be the Clippers, could be the Lakers, could be the Bucks, could be the Sixers, could be yeah. maybe even something that's really surprising. It could be Portland or or uh, Utah, Houston. Yeah. You know, yeah, this is gonna be the a Celtics. Good year. I mean, yeah, it's actually, be uh, before really we move season. too far past Westbrook, do you think there's a chance he goes to Houston? I don't see how that deal is even possible. Yeah, no, they, uh, something came out yesterday also after that was rumored and said Westbrook to Houston's a long shot. So Good. I doubt it. Yeah, because like, unless, unless they're trading Chris Paul, which why would Oklahoma City and ever I, take that? Yeah, and I think also the things with Chris Paul and James Harden were blown a little out of perspective. I'm oh, sure they had sure. their issues, but the media just wants to make it seem like these two guys hate each yeah, other. I, mean, I don't really I think that was the case. I assume Harden bought him a new microwave. And <laughs> yeah, everything's, you have everything's to hope right, so. I mean, any other problems, they just, you know, they call up Oscar and he, uh, yeah, he comes <laughs> right over. Yeah. Don't say what? that too loud. <laughs> Ears are going to perk in here. Uh, yeah, but it'll be interesting to see. And that seems like that's like the last big trade that is, you know, in the limelight at least. And yeah, I, I that, think I think the Clippers are definitely the favorites because right after Kawhi signed, Zubac signed his deal. Yeah, it was made to be. Jamichael Green is back. This, this makes, all, makes all the difference. These are the, you know, the... Clippers front court right here, two you know phenomenal side players. If you can't tell, I'm not all that serious. You, uh, <laughs> I you love me some Zubac, but uh, I'll admit he is a, a flawed player. <laughs> He's still young. Yeah, you getting season tickets, Andy? I don't even know what the prices are. I imagine they, they have went up to have skyrocketed. Yeah, but I think they are. I think Vegas did have them as the favorites along with the Lakers. Yeah, and I think the I, I think right the, there. The, after that trade the. Clippers were the favorites, and then it went Lakers and Bucks, I believe. And I think Lakers and Bucks were both tied at like four to one, and Clippers were like plus two fifty or something. But 
I think after, if I'm not mistaken, after the Clippers went and, I mean, after the Lakers went and got Danny Green, DeMarcus Cousins, Quinn Cook, it actually brought the Lakers back a little bit. And I want to say Lakers and Clippers were like right almost about the same. Damn. But crazy. regardless, yeah. But you know what's so funny is we all think about this and it's like, they're still the Golden State Warriors. There's still Steph Curry. They added D'Angelo Russell. There's Draymond Green still. I'm out if, on the team. Sorry. Oh, no, I am too. I'm not. But I'm just saying, like, it just wouldn't surprise me if that team still finds a way to just say, like, fuck you guys. We're still here. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, I think there will be. And injuries happen. I mean, you never know. I'm going to say there's a really good chance that Curry has his has an MVP type season. He probably won't win because they probably won't get a top four seed. And, you know, they you need that story. But he's, I could see like 32 points a game. Well, you know who I actually honestly think you. is going to have an MVP type season, Andy, and maybe it's me being biased, is LeBron Terry James. Terry Rozier, I know. LeBron Terry James. Terry Rozier's got his own team okay. in Charlotte. God damn it. <laughs> LeBron James, I truthfully think, is going to come out this year. Didn't make the Finally. playoffs last year. He's angry. I know it makes you nervous, Andy. But LeBron James is going to have a monster year this year, I think. I really do. I really need to see it. Oh, you will. <laughs> Wait till October. Age plus coming off injury. I know that probably wasn't like a real injury. Yeah, no, I think he got shut down also. But more I, so I do worry about how many games he's going to play. I mean, everyone says Kwai never going to win an MVP because he's never going to play the games needed. Yeah, sure. Um, so I worry with LeBron on that on that end. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I. Hey, I mean, yeah, you never know. It's a big, a lot of players in different places this year. So I mean. No one knows how anybody's going to mesh in certain areas. But anyway, I mean, it's just crazy to think that it's almost like you're, I mean, we're almost more excited for basketball season than football season to start. Basketball's done a really great job of this, but I think but I'm still more I think excited it's over for football. Now. Yeah, I'm still way more excited. For I think football. I think we're uh, going to go quiet on basketball. I mean, there's probably going to be some like weird. The last big thing story. will be Westbrook's trade. And then, yeah, as yeah. long as nothing crazy happens in the summer. One of the little things we should just say for the summers now we're talking about is Zion Williamson was already shut down for the summer, yeah. twisted his knee in their First game, and right away the Pelicans were like, fuck no. No, 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 no. You are done. We already know what you can do. We don't need to see you prove it against these guys that have been trying to make an NBA team for four years. You're done. So, And that's another team, honestly, that could be a sneaky maybe seven, six, they're, seven, eight seed. Is that Pelicans team. I like that team. With Zion, if he can do what he can do. I've, I, I've been saying it. I think Lonzo and Ingram are going to have decent years. And then I like J.J. Redick. I've always been a J.J. Redick fan. I think that's the one player – all three of us can agree on liking equally is J.J. Redick. Yes, like, absolutely. So we like on like 82%. No, I'm saying because like yeah. anybody that Sean and I like, you just automatically don't like. And then anyone you like, we kind of like. Okay. Yeah. But I think J.J. Redick's the one guy where like, other than obviously Zaza Pachulia. Yeah, everyone. I mean, he can do no wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, than, he retroactively did me wrong by, he hurt Kawhi Leonard, who's. Okay. Always okay. been my favorite player in the NBA. Oh, boy. <laughs> God damn it, Andy. Right behind Paul George. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are my guys. But uh, anyway, I think uh, moving on now. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into really quick uh, some women's soccer. Andy? Uh, this might be quick. It might not be. So the women, they won. They played last the Saturday. Or was that Sunday, yesterday? Sunday, Sunday yeah. yeah. Played early. So uh, that they, was yesterday, uh, huh? They won 2 nothing. Not a big surprise. Um, one of, this is their third straight. World Cup victory? Second. 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 Okay. Come on, Andy. For three out of four or something? Second and fourth overall, I believe. Okay, I don't know something. But either way, they're clearly one of the top women's programs, if not the top one. Um, you want to say yeah, congratulations? Top. Woo! 
Um, I think it was really. I think I think our country needed that happen around July Fourth. It was pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, definitely, women are m- more important in uh, our culture than they've ever been before. I think we can all agree on that. Not that they weren't important before, but just yeah. What are you trying to say? Women's yeah, sports and all this kind of stuff. That it's more, me. It's just more in the conversation. Like, no, yeah. I think it was nice to like we actually got to see it in action. Like a really, they were a really good team. Yeah, really they were, fun and team honestly, to root I was for. pleasantly surprised with actually how many people that I know that were all about it. I had friends of mine that actually got up at like seven in the morning on Sunday to go to bars in our local beach town and watch the game at eight a.m. and I had a text at like 7.45 that I woke up to that said, are you coming down? I said, not a fucking chance. I am still yeah. sleeping. <laughs> yeah, there's some other issues. And I probably. honestly didn't. Well, I only Yeah, I only watched from the 60th minute on. I mean, I it's fun to watch, but it's like uh, 8 a.m. Yeah, it was definitely break. one of those things I woke up and it was already. I took the dog back. on a walk, came back, made breakfast and, and flipped it on and saw the. It was, it know, was like that. Uh, it was the Masters this year. Or when I woke up and Tiger already won, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Because they <laughs> okay. had like the delays or whatever. Yeah. Um, but one of the big stories coming out of this was the uh, the equal pay controversy, which I guess there, there's really two parts of this. And so I was talking about this with uh, my roommates, and um, you could see, you could probably guess where they came down on this. So I don't know much about this. Are they talking about equal pay for the team? So there's that's for what, this there's, tournament. There's two parts to it. So the first part is there's the U.S. Soccer Federation, which is like both men's and women's team usa's mm-hmm. that women get paid around three thousand dollars per game by this you know organization okay. and that men get paid around thirteen thousand so the men played a important game yesterday too yeah, the gold lost. cup final they ended up losing yeah. they're they rioting paid, in la county so they got paid 13 grand every player for that game in a less way less important game that they lost they got paid like four times as much as the women did to play in the world cup final so that's something we could change right away and that's not a lot of money to no to just be like, okay. Well, where is that coming from, though? That is the U.S. Soccer Federation. I don't know what they do. They're but, a non-profit. But, I mean, is this more basically, just... it's like It's like the Olympic, um, U.S. Olympic Committee or something. So, But is it like ticket sales? It's not. I don't think it's ticket sales. It's probably some sponsorship, sponsorship stuff. But they said that the women's team actually ends up raising more money for soccer really? than the men because they'd actually play more games because they actually make these tournaments. Oh, they go further in the tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. But then the other the other well, part the men of it, didn't even make the last World Cup. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what they say the women's team actually makes more money for, you know, our the soccer federation. Um, but the other part of it is FIFA, who runs the World Cup. Who is crooked? They're not a anything they're, to do with America. They are a worldwide organization. The prize pool for the men's World Cup last year was 400 million dollars. So I don't know how exactly they split all that up, but that's the amount of money they paid out to the teams last year. This year, Women's World Cup, $30 million. Whoa. And they said the, dis- the disparity is not that big in, like, ticket sales for that stuff. So it shouldn't be that wide. Drastic. Like, yeah. So. Now, is can you – does this run on all platforms? Basketball? Uh, what? Women's football, of course. Um, like, is basketball the same kind of thing? Yeah. I, the I don't d- – WNBA players, I think they say, make on average, like, seventy grand per year, whereas – Clearly, the NBA players do not make. Yeah, but they're making like that is a quarter. But the NBA is. I mean, while it's still a nonprofit, it's still its own organization. That it's, they do have to, you know, go based on how much money they're making. Their well, yeah, ticket that, sales, TV ticket sales, sales are substantially TV. higher for that. Yeah, so 
Okay. It, it makes sense, but there is some support because the WNBA and the NBA are actually one organization that the, the NBA should just kind of subsidize the players, make a little bit more. I think Curry has been uh, pretty vocal about that. That it's, it, you just think, you see how much money these guys are making. You take, you take a quarter percent of their salaries to help boost a bit of the WNBA players and they would well, and even if they difference. hate it it's not like they can come out and say they hate that idea so there you yeah, go be, Draymond would probably say something Draymond for sure would say something um, but what you see in the WNBA players is a lot of them actually play in Europe in the offseason where clearly the because they need another paycheck wouldn't they make more money there anywhere or is it the same everywhere they go I'm not sure. It's probably more they're, people. They're probably subject Europe to the same watch market forces. Soccer, football over there. Then well, we're talking about basketball specifically. Oh, we're still that the WNBA about. players do uh, go to oh, Europe and play. Um, but it's just it's it's interesting that this uh, you know this World Cup has uh, brought that issue up, and um, I think this this one actually proved that like it's never going to be equal. No one's going to ever want to watch women's sports as much as men's sports, but. It could be better, and, and I think we can. I'll, I'll always ask for a raise. Why the hell not? You know. Yeah. Absolutely. But congratulations to them. Yeah, they they never, if I'm not mistaken, never trailed in a game. I think yeah, they they, they obviously had that nail biter against Thailand when it was 13-0, and then <laughs> after that they won like three zero or something, and then they beat Sweden like two zero, and then. They were tied for mo- a moment with Spain when it was 1-1, and then they ended up winning 2-1. I think that goal came actually pretty late. Both goals in that game were penalty kicks, too. And then the other game against England, they scored first. Then England tied it up, so that was another game that was a little close. And then they went up 2-1. Alex Morgan did her tea celebration that some people didn't like. I think <laughs> okay. the fact she's very attractive makes it okay in my book. Oh, really? <laughs> she looked like Medea. It'd be the worst yeah, thing. Yeah, it was Oh My Ghost 3, then... <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, then they ended up beating France at some point in there. I think I skipped over France. We but, beat uh, a lot of the uh, France. They beat all the England, good yeah. teams. Yeah, France, England, Sweden. You got you know they they. It wasn't like it was a very easy road. I mean, it wasn't like they played five Thailands or something. But uh, I think it'd be illegal if Thailand. Now the only thing I don't teams. like, and I'm sorry, maybe it's because I don't know how I feel about her in general. Maybe it's because she took it away from Alex Morgan. But I hate that Rapino. Won the golden boot with six goals, and at least three of those goals, if not four of them, were off of penalty kicks. And that's kind of upsetting because Alex Morgan didn't have one penalty kick, and she had five. Alex Morgan, in my eyes, won the golden boot. Megan Rapinoe won the golden penalty kick, in my opinion. She knows it. She honestly should give give that trophy to Alex Morgan. I feel like they probably don't care. I I don't know. No, I'm sure they don't care. I don't think that award means anything. A team achievement. Yeah, they wanted the World Cup, but... There's a reason she's the designated penalty kicker. Well, I saw one thing in the in the speaking of that golden boot was they had a little also a World Cup earlier this year for the under like 21 team or whatever under 20 team for like men's and the guy that won the golden boot his team didn't even make it out of pool play because he scored nine goals in one game or eight or nine goals in one game oh and that was enough. Yeah, they beat a team 12-0, and this guy had like nine goals. Jesus. And they didn't even make it out of their tournament or their bracket for Norway. Well, congrats to the ladies, soccer federation stuff. Well done. Yeah. Um, do you guys still want to talk some uh, AL Andy? I mean, East? What? I think uh, we're going to. 
continue our MLB uh, midseason review next week. Yeah, with the stay tuned for that. We'll get, we'll get. We'll definitely start talking about more of the MLB. We got like what five divisions to talk about. We've talked about one, I think, or yeah. maybe two. I think one. We, we talked about the NL East. Yeah, we'll get we'll get over to the divisions. There's still plenty of baseball to be played. Got the All Star break tomorrow. Half the season left. We we'll get into that, and then honestly, after that, we'll probably do one of Andy and I's favorite things. Probably by August, which is uh, or mid August, the over unders for the NFL season wins. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Last um, year, Andy and I were very close. I think I ended up getting you by one team or something, or yeah, vice it was versa. Close. I think there were some ties, and yeah, were, it makes it exciting. Remember. It honestly does. And Andy and I will be back for that in about a month, probably month, month and a week, maybe. So look forward to that coming into your feed. Yeah, preseason you know will be it. here before you know it. That Hall of Fame game's closer than you think. All right, well, I think that will wrap up our sports podcast. You've been listening to episode 122 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we had Off-Road Equal Pay Andy. Thank you. I like that nickname. I'll take it. Tony Katz. Yes, sir. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check our entertainment pod. We'll see you later.